Before we get started, there's something I'm really excited to share with you. It's no secret that we think diversifying your income is incredibly important. One way that we do it is by investing in rental properties. We've done a ton of research, interviewed experts, and invested over $100,000 of our own money in income-producing rental properties. I am proud to announce that we're launching Rental Properties for Passive Investors. It's a course on exactly how you can passively invest in rental properties. Like our podcast, it's incredibly actionable and details exactly how we've both purchased and managed our rental properties. It also includes a year of investable, the analysis tool we use to make sure the rental properties we purchase are actually profitable. Finding the deal is half the battle. You need to know your numbers to make a profitable investment. We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Save the Earth. It's the only planet with beer. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you? And I hope you're not drinking a beer right now because it's the morning. But what are you drinking? Yeah, it's super early, and uh, <laughs> I, I had a very late night with drinking at a bar, so I'm I'm recovering with a, uh, a smoothie. LA, were you out? Uh, well, okay, so I, I was out and got home maybe about midnight, but then I, of course, had to stay up till 2.30 a.m. and just putzing around the computer. Stick around and look at your stats? Yeah. I, I emailed some listeners. Like, I, I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> oh, my God. My emails are just insane right now. I've just been watching them steadily climb. They're like 71 reader questions right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Doesn't it give you, like, anxiety? <laughs> yes, it does. So I have, like, all my to-do list, 20-minute, like, timed email sprint today. Um, it's tough, though. I, I was listening to to Pat Flynn's podcast, and they were, like, talking about autoresponders and, you know, asking for, like, questions and stuff. And I get a lot of really good questions mm-hmm. and ideas from readers. And also when people respond, it's less likely that emails will go to the spam in the future and all that. So it's, like, smart. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I saw a balancing you, act. I saw you had an episode. It was, like... Um... You know, I have 9,000 unread emails, and this is how I handled it. And I have, like, 100. Oh, Pat? Yeah, he had an episode out. I didn't listen to it, but I'm like, I have to listen to this. Because... True, but his solution was hiring somebody to deal with his email. Not so, I mean, something that I haven't do you, considered. <laughs> do you want to do that? I don't want to do that. Like, Not yeah. yet. No, it's too soon. My my solution, I'm sure that if, if uh, Zach Sexton is, is listening to this, he's probably screaming at me to no one in particular right now. Uh, is to get like scripts written out in my Alfred keyboard like shortcut snippet thing, or uh, what's the, what's the main one that people use? Text expander. That one, yeah, text expander. And I'm like, uh, should I say something? Should I just uh, you know silently nod and agree? Because well, could, that that has saved my life. Yeah, and Alfred's Power Pack has a very similar feature where you can define like snippets of text and and bind them to keyboard shortcuts. Like I've just been really lazy about. I don't know. I, I guess like a lot of students ask similar but different questions. Mm. Like I'm having problems in this area, but with this specific thing. So I'm like, when it comes to writing, you know, boilerplate answers, it's kind of difficult to 
I don't know. I feel like I'm not covering their situation. No, no, I, I feel you, and I get that a lot because people will email me, and it's like they have an IRA question, but it's like they're giving me numbers and this and mm-hmm. that. So it's like specific, and those – I yeah. haven't cracked yet, but like I get so many like blah 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 my story something whatever. How do I get started investing? Is like the gist <laughs> of it. <laughs> that's you know? yeah, that's what it is. They don't actually want to know number shit. But but anyways, we we digress. We do digress. We should probably talk about money. So let's uh, get this intro finished up. Uh, let's see here. What do we do? Catchphrases. That's right, catchphrases. Mm. <laughs> so the, today's catchphrase was "Save the Earth." It's the only planet with beer. You know what? Can you prove that? Because well, yeah, yeah, you know my my hopes for colonization of other planets are are plummeting if I you know don't have the opportunity to brew beer on said new planet. So I'm just going to uh, assume who knows two times gravity maybe sort of, maybe the ooh, thing yeah two times the gravity two times the ABV. <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know why there's no correlation there. Anyway, that's from at Andy's cool mom on Twitter. And if you want to send us uh, your own catchphrases, you can send them over to us on Twitter at Money Matters Man is where we'd like to see them. Use the hashtag catchphrase and we'll read them on the show. Um, you can also email them in if you would like to, but we prefer them on Twitter. So that's our intro. And what are we talking about today, Andrew? Remind we, me. We are doing part two of the This Financial Life with um, what, what is it? Th- uh, Thomas uh, Frank. Uh, yeah. Uh, is this the episode where you yell at me? This this is this is the second half where uh, I berate uh, you. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> where we end up? Where we leave off last time? So last time we learned that um, you're 23, that you graduated college recently, that you make quite a lot of money for a 23 year old, um, that you have I think a, a net worth of 30k, um, 11k or so in Vanguard. And um, we started to talk about the fund of your choice, which was um, the Vanguard Star Fund. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got a good memory, man. I know, right? I didn't even remember all this stuff. Only because it was like a a week or so ago. Actually, no, it was kind of longer. Okay, I think I got paid since that episode that we recorded. Or at least I got paid since we recorded it, so now I'm worth 35. Ooh. So, so... Does that mean you can yell at me a little bit less? <laughs> so I'll probably no, end up spending no. some of that. Well, I paid my credit card, mm. um, and so that's that is post credit card payment. But I still need to get with my accountant and figure out how much extra in taxes I will owe. Uh, I did pay quarterlies this year, but I'm not sure if it'll cover. So, so I think that's one of the things that we didn't specifically say, and maybe. Um, tempers how much you make because every, I'm sure people heard the numbers of what you earn. They're like, "Oh my fucking god, this guy!" You know, but you, that's pre-tax, yeah. so like you haven't actually paid any business taxes at that point. Yeah, that's true. So it, you know, if you're making as much as I do as an employee, then you pay twenty-five, thirty percent, maybe. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what the tax bracket is. Um, I, you know, I could just look it up. Tax brackets, twenty fourteen. Google. Thanks, Internet. All right. Well, you know, Forbes is annoying because they always have this thought of the day thing. I know. It's for ads. And shit. Um, okay. So for 2014, I don't know where the 2015 and one is. Let's see here. Single taxpayer between 36 and 89 is 25%. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd fall in 25% if you were making what I make, which is 69-ish. Mm. Um, but then when you're self-employed, that there is also a roughly... 
15% self-employment tax you tack on to that. So I pay about 40% of my income in taxes. What? Which is, or maybe not 40%. There, there is a sizable self-employment tax that I have to pay on top of my income. I'll tax. have to be honest. Now I'm concerned we're recording in the wrong order because literally <laughs> after we finish this episode, we will be doing small business taxes with Johnny. <laughs> so well, okay, we'll just mention that I got to pay a lot of taxes. We'll talk about it a little bit more with Johnny later. So that'll be out. And, but, and you know yes. you know what we're going to do? We'll release them. So small business taxes will come <laughs> first. So everyone will know how wrong we were when they listen to this. Oh, there we go. Well, all I want to do... Because 40% sounds like a lot, dude. All I want to do is just try to keep you from braiding me too much because I know I spend a lot. Okay, it's 33%, it looks like, from what I made, maybe. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I'm doing the math wrong because of that simple IRA. Any, anyways, like it, I mean, we're splitting hairs here because, <laughs> like, uh, for me, when I add in uh, federal and state, I'm at like roughly thirty five percent. Okay. So, so say you're at like thirty two percent, right? You made five thousand this month, and actually, uh, you know, I think I was right with the forty. You're you're right with the forty, really? I think so because of what I had to put in, like what I put into the simple. That's mm. pre taxed, like it doesn't get taxed yet. Mm. Um, so the AGI, that's what Johnny said it was, right? right. AGI would have been like in the mid fifties. All right. So, so if I paid like, you know, 23 in tax, it's like roughly 40%. All right. So that means out of the 5k, you'd keep 3k. So that, that becomes a much more grounded number, yes. but it is still, still quite a lot for your age and considering you're, you're self-employed. That's fucking awesome. But, but anyways, right. I want to jump first, um, into like your expenses. Okay. <laughs> so how much I, I know it, please no. <laughs> how much do you pay in rent? Um you're gonna hate me for this. Hmm. Is it more I than five hundred dollars? No, I pay three hundred and twenty dollars for rent. Wow, you're such an asshole. And it would be three hundred, <laughs> but I pay for a covered parking spot. So look at you yes, splurging those twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> My Ballin. my mortgage, which is I could okay, so my mortgage is fourteen fifty, but my place would rent for like twenty two twenty three. So, and damn, I, and you're I'm, not even in New York proper. No, no, I mean I could see it on a good day from here, but uh, I only have seven hundred square feet. How many? How much? Uh, how many square feet? Squirting um, blah, blah. We have a lot, but I share it with three other people. Mm. So so not seven hundred, just like a lot. You're making me look things up. Because <laughs> uh, they used to have the floor plans online. Maybe they still do. Uh, it's, Anyways, you're, it's you're, a good. Up. It's you're a in good Iowa, up. so you probably have like two thousand square feet or something ridiculous. Oh, it's thirteen hundred hmm. square feet. All right. So it's you know it's pretty sizable, mm. but you know I share it. So I don't know. It it might end up being similar to what you have. Because you have two less people mm. in your apartment, so you have a really low um, rent. So, how much do you spend on, say, like food? A lot. <laughs> I don't know how much I spend. On it. <laughs> so, you um, season one, you guys did an episode on like, what's your number? It's like, what's your lowest number? Um, I don't remember what episode it was. But I left a comment down on that post, and I think I came up with like in the mid 700s for what my literal lowest number could be if I cut everything extraneous. 
and I end up spending a lot more than that every month. I, I was gonna say, like, I, I think um, I can get mine to two, and I'm, I'm pretty 2, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could still like just bare minimum, like to the bone, I could take it to like two because I mean the rent or yeah. mortgage is a lot. But so what is what like, is your real? Because yeah, I want to know how much at, you're actually saving a month. Well, well, let's look at trends here. Uh, Mint says I've spent eighteen hundred this month. Though to be fair, it's the fourteenth. About, about five hundred of that was for the new mic and mixing board that mm. you're listening to right now. Oh, okay. So maybe. Thirteen hundred. Um, looking at my transactions, I, I I can see that I spend a lot eating out, or I I kind of have a bad habit of when I go to the grocery store, I just kind of pick what I want off the shelf and don't look at the price, mm. just kind of shove it into my basket and go. <laughs> but my worst habit is I'll go to the coffee shop that's like a block away from me, and you'll get your burrito. I get no that one's that's the cheaper coffee shop. That one's a little bit of a drive. The one next to me, I get like a sandwich and a coffee or like a like a mocha, and it's like I tip them well because I work there basically mm. a lot of times, so I kind of want to support them. And it's like thirteen bucks, you know, every time I go. And it's a lot. It, when it got when it was bad, it was like you know two three times a week because I'm just like I don't want to be in my house. And I've been trying to like analyze the habit and like figure out what the reward is because I'm like the food's you know the food's good, but mm. I can cook that food. I think the reward is just getting out of my house. I think that's and, it. I need that too. Just yeah. And the problem is, it's so freaking cold here that like to to go anywhere in my car requires me to warm my car for like twenty minutes, and then drive there. And I guess by the I way, I read an article that but... warming up your car doesn't do anything. It's not a thing. You well, know how it's like yeah. kind of sluggish. Like, yeah, I so, kind of knew that. You know, I guess you could if you. It's not. It won't break your car. Type thing. I guess it's not like yeah. Bad. In high school, my mom was always like, "You need to warm your car for fifteen minutes," and I'm like, "No, we don't, mom." It works when I turn it on. Um, like, but I guess there's warming, like this resistance Mom. to getting into the car when it's like negative eight and just sitting in there waiting for it to warm up while I drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I tend to walk over to the, the close coffee shop. And then we like go out to eat a lot and I end up paying for Anna sometimes or like we get drinks and stuff. Let's see here. Sometimes I pay for video games. So how much but it's do you looking think like you... a lot of like cafe, cafe, Starbucks, lunch. <laughs> How much do you think you're gonna you save a month? Um, historically, I save automatically five hundred dollars a month to my Vanguard, mm. and then last year I saved six thousand to the Simple. So last year I saved a thousand a month on average. Oh, so that's awesome! You're not gonna yell at me? No, no, that's great. <laughs> you know, um, you could definitely do better, but hey, you work really hard. You're still super young and. Dude, if you would just if you just keep that up, like you'll you'll be good. Okay, so let me tell you about my goal, mm. which I I know I need to cut my spending or increase my income or both to achieve it. But on my possible list at the bottom in the life goals, uh, I want to figure out how exactly I worded this. A very like Mr. Money Mustache ish goal. Mm. I want to retire, uh, you know, de facto retire like he did, not just like laser on a beach or anything, but just kind of not be dependent on a job for living expenses. Isn't that how you are now though? I mean, no. So like I wake up in the morning mm. and I need to work in order to pay for rent and everything. Like if I stopped working, the systems I have in place would not support me. If Mr. Money mustache just decided to become a lazy pile and play Nintendo all day tomorrow, the amount of money in his investments would pay for him and his family to live mm. like based on interest alone. That's what I want. 
So I never want to stop working. I always want to. I I get all of my like passion and and happiness from creating things. So I never want to stop. But I want to have enough money and savings that it could pay for my living on interest alone hmm. by age forty. So the specific number goal is to save nine hundred thousand dollars in two thousand fourteen dollars. So adjust for inflation to wherever, whenever I'm forty, uh, and then live off of less than four percent of that, which is thirty six thousand dollars a year from the interest. And so that's that's very like in the, his style where his you know his house is paid off and he has like what is I think he had twenty five thousand dollars a year expenses for his yeah, whole family. Yeah, and that, that's how he calculated that he would need five hundred thousand to. Yeah, so I, I figured nine hundred thousand, and we might spend a little bit more because I'm not that frugal, and I might still be renting an apartment. I don't think I'll have a you know have a house bought by then, but by forty, I would like to do that. And to do that, uh, Anna and I need to save twenty five k per year based on 5% interest increasing. So very, very conservative. But on those numbers, that means I only saved half of what I needed to last year. Mm. So this year I need to step it up. And um, <clears throat> I, I haven't done the math, but uh, it, does that like, mo- like that's including no investment growth? That's just like raw savings? No, I mean, that can't be. Um, 25 a year, you're 23, so 40, 20 years? No. It's twenty five a year until I'm forty, and based on oh, that would give you five hundred thousand. Yeah, that would give me nine hundred thousand. Oh, with right, right with interest. With right. the interest, yeah. yeah. So you only need to save twenty five thousand dollars a year with a five percent growth to hit nine hundred k of hmm. uh, money in today's dollars. So time value calculations will go into it, but the upshot is by age forty, based on that saving schedule, we would have enough to live off of thirty six k per year forever you know it's interesting um i i have goals for for my wealth you know and where i want to be and and stuff like that and i I also like arbitrary things like you know i wanted to have uh like two hundred thousand by the time i was 25 Mm. you know but i didn't do like so much math to prove that i could like do it or see what was feasible i kind of just like set some arbitrary number and i'm thinking um you know I want to. I want to actually do the same thing. I want to plot out my retirement and see, really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because I. I guess I want to be able to say, let's go do something crazy. You know, let's start a band or something. I don't know, but when when you don't have to worry about working for your living, you know, you can. You have so much more freedom, and I, you know, I have a taste of that now. Because I kind of have systems that make money as long as I keep the business active, I can do, I can re- like experiment with different things. But like that's, the way- that's the one part I disagree with you, where you say that <clears throat> you wouldn't be able to step away now. I um, inadvertently stepped away. You know, listen, Money Matters had like a little bit of a break, and um, it, it provide. I saw the data; it provided a lot of clarity. I think that you would um, continue to earn at close to your levels now i think like you have this like um momentum with your business i'm not not encouraging you to like not keep going yeah you're you're 23 but i I think um maybe your fears are a bit overblown in that that area yeah i don't think everything would crash and i think my income would probably stay pretty stable uh the one of the big things is like if you just leave youtube for a while the algorithms will kind of punch you in the dick and you (laughs) so (laughs) Like I'm finally seeing my videos show up on the homepage in the recommended section. And I'm really? like, yeah, which is awesome. And I'm like, okay. And you know, the algorithms really favor uh, regular content. So 
kind of have to keep going. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So that's that's my goal. And yeah, I do realize that I can stay away. And I'm kind of planning like sabbatical type things where I can say, hey, I'm going to plan a break. Maybe there's like a guest post or something scheduled or I like do a video from my phone. But I don't know. I It's hard for me to say I'm just going to do nothing for a while. It's very tough. Right, right. And, and I think you'd be bored. Like, you know, when I see retirement, I, I would probably die within years if I just had nothing to do. But if I had like some task that like I wanted to accomplish and I'm, yes. a, I'm a driven dude, like I may live to be 200 because I like haven't achieved all the things I need to, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I could retire in that way, then I would just, you know, sky's the limit with just crazy things that don't need to make money. Like, let's go travel around the country and make a documentary or let's like, <laughs> I don't know, learn how to engineer stuff. I, had, I don't know, go get a statistics degree or something. I don't know. Just like things that are interesting to me that don't necessarily need to profit financially. All right, dude. I want to I want to jump into your investment. Okay. Piece. Yeah. Because I think I need to fix this. <laughs> so um, I just did some some really simple comparisons uh, before right. we got on. Uh, like the the default Vanguard fund is um, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Fund, just like super. And is that just the index, like straight up SP five hundred? Yeah, thing? it's base. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, and I don't mean like default, like when you just sign for Vanguard, you get that, but just. You know, it's it's pretty much their their base one. It was their it's their flagship fund. Yeah, it's okay. the one with super low fees, where with a ten thousand dollar minimum investment, you'll have an expense uh, of point or a fee of point five percent, point zero five percent. Yeah, is so, amazing. Which is basically like the. I would love for someone to find something lower that exists. I think that's probably like the lowest that exists. Yeah. Period. So super low, and if you look at like the five year. Um, you're at the past five years, so you'd have an average annual return of fifteen point seven percent for the total market. Fund? Total market, so that's like okay. pretty ridiculous. Which is better than what I've gotten, which is just nine point five. It looks like since the beginning of yeah, when so, I started, which apparently was well, January first, two thousand eleven. Did I seriously start January first? Oh, really? Or well, may, so, I don't know. Maybe that's just the number, the date it's showing me. I mean, it's hard to compare like exact start date to exact start date uh, with stuff like mutual funds. But if you looked at the five year, you know, for um, the total stock market fund versus the star fund, we're talking about uh, more than five percent extra right. on average per year. So, like, you calculated out your retirement if you just got five percent a year. And like literally, that is like the extra amount you would you would have gotten if you okay. were in the total stock market fund over um, yours. And I think the the other thing with yours is the expense ratio is point three four percent, so not bad. You know, it's but still more. really low. Like, and and I know that we talk about these like numbers. It, it kind of well, thirty four is a lot bigger than five, but it's really fucking low still. Yeah. But I mean, um, it's, it's it's like. Because, I mean, Betterment's uh, base one is 0.35, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's right around there, which is still really nice and low. But if I could have 0.05, you know, and better return. I think the better return is much more lucrative or, I guess, uh, enticing right now. Because so I'm realizing, like, what you told me yesterday is, like, you're kind of in a 45-year-old guy fund. Like, it's 40% <laughs> bonds and you're 23. And I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I just kind of picked the the fund that I had enough money to invest in, which back in 2011 was the star was the only one I could find. And now that it's got 11k in it, I can probably afford to move it to basically any fund that I want. And and yeah, you would get the lowest fee rate because you'd meet the 10,000 minimum. And I think uh you know, 7% is conservative, and, you know, if you looked at, say, your star fund, over 10 years, it's 6.8. So it's, like, right there mm. near 7, you know, the right. conservative expectation. But um, Vanguard's total stock market is 8%, so yeah. over 10 years. And that's including the, the bust and blah, blah, blah. Which, over, you know, like, 50 years could be a new car or something. I have no idea. Yeah. A lot. Uh, so two questions for you. Mm. <clears throat> So based on like I guess what you would do in this situation, you know, I've got like 11k. I'm I'm investing at least $500 a month. Probably could start doing more. Uh, we talked about like the REITs yesterday. Mm. Would you say like move it all into total stock market right now, or maybe do like a percentage into that and a percentage into like a REIT or maybe another fund? I guess like if you were my age right now and you were like deciding what to do, what would be your so decision? so if I was you. Or, or, or let me put it to you like this: If I was, if I was me, <laughs> this is what I would do because I, I kind of get a little nervous, like when I, I'm telling people what to do with their money. You right. Know, yeah. I, I would. I want people to do their research, and, but I'll, okay. So yeah, just just to preface this, whatever if, you tell me. If I was your age now, after yeah. you tell me that. All right. So if I was your age now, knowing what I know, um, I would, uh, I would maybe be like. Fifty percent in the total stock market fund. I okay. tend even even now I'm thirty. Um, you know, not like it's like that much older than you, but I have a risk profile like I'm your age. I, I it's done very well for me. I'm um, diversified, and so I would probably be something like forty to fifty percent total stock market. I'd definitely be at least ten percent REIT, if not more. I'd probably be uh, at, at most or about ten percent. Um, emerging markets because uh okay. it's, a, it's a little slow now but i bet you in a year to two years it's gonna really ramp up and so i actually have um a portion of my simple ira in emerging markets so cool so uh i have let's see here i've got 1600 ish dollars in my emerging markets which is the virtus emerging markets fund I think. Mm. Yeah. So that's, um, and it's down today, but whatever. That money doesn't matter until I'm 60. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only yeah. other thing I would say, um, and it, the, I think this is like the where you would draw the line between someone who wants to just be passive and kind of throw their money there and whatever, and someone who is just kind of, kind of just wants like more and maybe wants to play a little bit. Um, yeah. I, that's me. I, I want to play. I, I feel like, um, I will do the research, so I like to find like gems in the rough. You know, like right. I bought this apartment; it was a shithole when I bought it, uh, but it was like the yeah. bottom of the bottom of the market, and I had money ready. You know, and so then I went in, and we didn't got a new kitchen, blah blah blah, and we made we've already uh, made a lot of money on like the the value of it. But um, what I use Betterment for personally is I throw my money that I save every month in there and then I lump sum into opportunities like when the Tesla fires were happening I I have money ready like ready that I could pull on like very quickly 
Okay. Um, so I don't know if any of that interests you, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm more like you. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the middle. I would like to find a place. You know, I would like to find uh, kind of the gems a little bit, mm. but I don't want to screw around with it too much. Yeah, like I, I so don't. If I could get the... like a nice, you know, distribution of my funds, maybe review it once a year, that would be cool for me. Totally. And you know what? I might change because now I'm hosting a money podcast. I might become a super <laughs> geek about this. <laughs> so here's a question. Is it the mm. Vanguard? Because I'm looking at the Vanguard total stock market index fund investor shares, and that says 0.17. Yeah. So do you have to um, do the ETF or something? Well, or so, so the ETF is the, the same uh, fee oh, ratio the, as the Admiral shares. Admiral shares, uh, shares is just the mutual fund version, but that one's 0.05. Okay, so is that what you would say to do with the Admiral shares? Yeah, I mean, or what you could do um, is you could uh, say go into the ETF, right? Because you won't have 10K if you're splitting it up. Go okay. into the ETF, get the lower fee. You won't be able to dollar cost average into it because it will be an ETF. Wait, so explain that to me. So <laughs> dollar cost averaging is where I, where I invest a bit every month instead of doing all lump sum, right? Right. So what Why I, can't I do that with an ETF? Uh, it, it, you just can't, um, so it, the, can't, the way like, that it works is just, um, I mean, maybe there, there will be a brokerage that will do it. I, I know that Vanguard will not do that for you. So what is that? So like, I can't invest a little bit of money every month into an ETF. You know how you have it automated right now? Right. Where, yeah. So it wouldn't be able to be automated. No reason that you can't do it, but every month would be a manual process. Like you oh. would automate the transfer into your Vanguard account and then have to buy it. So do you know what is like what's the reason for that? Do you know? Uh I, I don't know if the technical reason. I just know that with Vanguard, that is a difference between their admiral or investor class mutual okay. funds. You, you know. So, so instead kind of, do the the Vanguard total stock admiral shares. That's well, the mutual fund, right? So so yeah, that would force you to put all of your money basically into one. But right. see, this is like kind of why and this is what I leverage Betterment for is because I can auto my money into Betterment and it's usually like $500,000 and they'll take it and they'll invest it immediately and then I just build up this amount mm-hmm. and then I may be like, okay, now I'm going to go into this Vanguard fund because I researched it and I like it and I'm ready to go in. Um, okay. Like Lending Club, uh, they had an IPO, I don't know, like a month or two ago and because I invest in their loans, they gave me the option to inc- to uh, jump in pre-IPO at uh, like $12 a share. And um, okay. I, I really wanted to do it. And I actually transferred the money from Betterman over. It was ready to go. I mucked up the deadlines because I'm an idiot. Um, and, and it launched at like 24. So it would have like doubled my money. Right. But having like it in, you know, like I, I wouldn't pull out of my Vanguard REIT because that that's my Vanguard REIT. I put it there. It's going to like stay there forever. Right. I guess maybe that's just how I view it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I guess I have some research to do. If I wanted to go into the Admiral, I would basically need to dump everything into it because it's a $10,000 minimum. Mm. So uh, it's something to look into, which, you know, I could just put it in there and then once it grows a bit, like start moving some into a read or something like that. Uh, the other question is, I already have my money in the Vanguard fund. Would you still say that it would be better to dollar cost average it from one to the other, just like move like a thousand a month or just go like balls in all 10K over? Well, I guess I have to do all 10K over. 
now that I'm thinking about it. You could you could start with an investor share, you know, and move like well, I think it's oh, okay. like 1k or 3k, and I think um, I think you just move it all over. So the uh, investor, the only really difference in the investor shares is it's a little bit more expensive uh, expense ratio, I think. Right. Okay. And and I think you're fine because uh, what you're in right now, the composition is not so different than the total stock market fund. So if you moved it all over today, it's not like you're going from U.S. stock market all of your money into like U.S. residential market. You know, it's 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 almost oh. apples to apples. But I thought mine was like forty percent bonds, so wouldn't it be right, but, quite a different composition? Uh, yeah, but but I mean, <clears throat> bonds don't. Sorry, my voice is like <laughs> some something with going out last night. So uh, the the thing with bonds is they're not going to really move that okay. that quickly like that, and that's why like old people go into bonds is because they're it's like the slow and steady wins the race type thing. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, I guess the upshot of it is I have some research to do but I need to get out of the fund that I'm currently in. <laughs> For anybody listening who doesn't want to geek out as much, maybe Betterment or just something real simple. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe if you're my age, I'm thinking the index, the investor shares index fund would probably be a pretty good option to start thinking about, at least for me. I think so. Okay. So I'll look at that, you know, look at the REIT in, in the near future because it looks like it's pretty good and we talked about that in a previous episode. Um, yeah, so I guess like that's my investments. Um, the one thing we did talk about is like my automation system, which I actually think is pretty well optimized. So when I get paid every month, um, most things are either automated or I have good reminders to like check into it. Um, so when I get paid, my rent is automatically paid. Uh, my electric bill, my gas bill are automatically paid. My Mm -hmm. phone bill automatically paid and... Uh, the internet bill is automatically paid. So obviously, like with with uh, utilities, we have to split the utilities between the four of us, right? Because you can't split it. You know, our apartment is actually pretty cool. They have individual leases, so everyone pays their own rent individually, which is nice. But when it comes to utilities, one person has to do it. So what I actually did is set up uh, Stripe to have them automatically pay me every month, so they don't have to worry about writing me checks anymore. I don't have to pester them. They just get charged. Hmm. And I pay about $4 for the convenience of it, but it's chump change because taking checks to the bank is such a pain in the butt. So that that whole system is automated. The investment is automated. The only things that are not are my credit card because I just want to stay on top of that and make sure everything is a-okay. I never want to like screw anything up and get a late payment. And then, mm, oh, my simple IRA is not automated. So, which I, I guess I could start doing that automated. I just haven't figured out the ratio between taxable and um, the IRA that and I want to go And you contribute to that like whenever you feel like you just have like a surplus or? Yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> the first year I set it up, I immediately just like shoved 10K into it mm-hmm. because the, the, uh, the whole idea was I wanted to reduce my taxable income. And then over the last year was the first year I was ever really regularly investing into it. And it was just like, 5k in May lump sum after I'd taken care of March quarterlies and then like 1k in like September hmm. which I had intended to do the other 5k but then uh started researching the my retirement goals and realizing I would like to retire 20 years before I'm 60 <laughs> so obviously shoving all the money into an account that I can't touch until I'm 60 is not exactly the smartest idea so yeah I'll probably 
I might stick with like the 6K in there and then just try to do it's like a good the point you thing. bring up though, because a lot of people ask why, you know, I, I prefer say like an IRA over 401k and I, I also want to get out before I'm 60. And I, I think it's, you know, look like, cause, cause they're like, well, the mad scientist says that you should just really go into all the tax advantage things now and worry about how you escape taxes later. But, um, See, I would like to know how he plans on doing that before I like bite the bullet. So, and I'm sure he might know, but uh, maybe I didn't listen close enough. But I don't yet understand how he's going to take advantage of all of that. So, you know, let, let's bring him on. He, he already should. agreed to. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have him on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's my finances. A lot of my money goes to DDR. Actually, forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah are there any videos of you playing uh there's a couple they're kind of old I've, I've been meaning to take new ones because i'm a lot I'm a lot better now but the cool thing is we actually wanted to buy an arcade machine like we're kind of we were hoping to buy the one that we play at and the owner of the the owner of like the game distribution place hasn't got back to me so i just started doing some research and apparently like there's this dude out of tennessee who like makes really good pads for like 300 bucks a piece Really? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, maybe I could buy a couple of those, build my own base, build like my own bar for support, and just kind of like DIY it. Uh, a lot of people have said like his pads require a lot less maintenance; um, they're lighter. So, and I mean, like hmm. the thought of having a machine is cool, but it's huge. So, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I would regret it later, in case I ever decide like I don't want to live in a big house with friends. Maybe I want to travel and then. I have this giant machine that I got to pay for storage for. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing I need I need to figure out soon is insurance. Because mm. I was on my parents for the longest time. Still pretty young. But getting to the point where I'm going to have to find it for myself. And since I don't have a job, I'm going to be looking for the self-employed. It's probably going to be expensive. Oh, dude. I, I re- Actually, I really want to figure this out, too. Because yeah. that is um, kind of like a blocker for my whole yeah. Yeah, life changing you, know, you eventually want to be running your own thing but yeah yeah the insurance when i was in high school the big blocker was taxes like i it, it seemed insurmountable like the complexities so i was like mm. oh, i'll just get a job and now it's like you know i'm committed to being my own boss but the insurance thing is a little bit tough and i guess like right now i'm i have a little bit of that misguided hubris to where I could say, oh, I'm young. I'm not going to get hurt, but <laughs> <laughs> probabilistically, I should probably have insurance. So, yeah. Anyway, I think we probably covered a good amount of it for now. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty solid. Yep. Um, I guess to recap, my automation's good, but need to spend less at the coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> and probably get out of my old man fund. <laughs> so yeah that's it for this episode if you guys have questions about uh your own financial life or our financial lives or whatever puzzles you right now listen money matters at gmail.com is where you can email us to get those questions answered and if you want to subscribe to the show or find other ways to get involved then head on over to listenmoneymatters.com slash get dash involved or leave out the dash if you want we're not picky uh you can subscribe to get the new episodes to wherever you listen monday wednesday and friday and also subscribing helps us climb the charts and beat Susie Orman, who I think we're gunning for right now. You know it. <laughs> we're gunning for everyone. <laughs> uh, and also, if you want to, leave an honest rating and review on iTunes. I'm going to read one real quick. This person says, we are a godsend. Wow, Andrew. 
<laughs> Which one of us is a godsend? <laughs> uh, I would say neither of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> they're, they're saying we'll that the logo is a godsend. So. There we go. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, just discovered this podcast and am obsessively listening to all the past editions to get caught up. Informative and entertaining. Couldn't ask for more. And that's from A Sailor Four, or, or Salier Four. So thanks for the review. If you want to leave one, we will love you forever. And uh, if you want to find our favorite money management resources, tools that we use for budgeting, investing, learning more, becoming more productive, what have you, listen to moneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you'll find that. That's all we've got. So thanks for hanging out, and we look forward to the next episode. See you, Andrew. Later, man. Please tell your friends about this show.